Hello everybody and welcome back to Deadpan Studio and this is Deadpan Studio Presents. As always, I am your host, The Matt, and I'm here by myself. <laughs> um, I'm in studio recording right now and uh, this evening we are going to have an interview with someone very cool um, who... I've gotten to know for the past few years over at Barn Lot Theater. His name is Kyle Hadley, and he has a little bit of a, an announcement uh, to make. Um, now, I've had to go back and re-record this intro, uh, because when I went back to listen to this, it, the weather has been wreaking havoc on everything. The lights flickered, and it looked like the internet cut out while he was talking for about the first uh, for about the first. Mm, minute and a half two minutes i think um so before i get into that and his little and his i say his little announcement i don't mean that at all with his announcement i want to do a little bit of the intro like we normally do so if you're listening to us you've got us on one of our streaming services itunes stitcher google play tune in spotify as well as the podbean app deadpanstudio.podbean.com who it's an app it's the web it's a website Check us out. We've got social media. We are at Deadpan Studio 18 on Facebook and Twitter. We also we're also Deadpan Studio 18 on Instagram. That's a little thing that we just uh, we started up about um, a couple months ago during uh, uh, the first moments of COVID. Um, which we all here at Deadpan Studio, we really hope that everybody's staying safe as well as possible because it doesn't look like this is going to be ending for a while unfortunately stay safe wear your masks social distance do what you need to do you know let's get everybody let's keep everybody healthy as many of us as possible and when a vaccine comes out let's get a vaccine because i tell you what i don't want to have to not be around other friends and family uh for much longer because i love my friends and family and i'm a hugger <laughs> uh, normally uh, for Deadpan Studio Presents I would be joined by Kat But she is out having a fun evening with her mom But she did tell me to let everybody know you're listening Hello So anyway Now that I got the basics out of the way As you all know Deadpan Studio Presents is a short, Shorter show than we normally do It mainly focuses on the people, places, and personalities That are in the southern Kentucky area Of course, we'll venture outside of there Just because people are interesting And I'm still from southern Kentucky Cats from southern Kentucky Our other people associated with Dan Pan Studio Podcast Is from southern Kentucky So it kind of makes it applicable No matter what, we're going to be on mic with it um, So tonight, with uh, the interview that we're conducting tonight Well, did conduct tonight is with Kyle Hadley. He's a great person. He just got named Drumlow. He just got named artistic artistic director of Barnlot Theater, which means he runs the whole shebang. I tell you what, for somebody to uh, you know step up into that spot, nobody deserves it more than him. He's a hard worker. He's smart, and theater is his life. Um, we learn a little bit more about him as the interview goes on, as well as some of the things that Barnlot has done since COVID hit, because just like everything else, it's been shut down. Performances cannot go, obviously, because how can you act on stage while social distancing? So 
there's things that Barn Lot and the people associated with Barn Lot, uh, which we here at Dead Pants Studio Podcast adore, that have found ways in order to keep things moving forward, including, as you will come to listen, stepping back a bit too in order to move forward. So, anyway, I'm not going to go much longer with this intro because we never do on Dead Pants Studio Presents. So, without further ado, everybody, I present to you from Barnlot Theater, the Auction Barn, Mr. Kyle Hadley. And the fundraising and all of that's suspended right now. So, uh, from a training and getting my feel for it standpoint, I guess now is as fine a time as ever to do the transition, other than. It's just, uh, it's a really bad time to step into a, a major leadership role. Yeah. So when news came down that everything had to kind of close up, I'm, I, outside of the initial panic, I, I'm sure everybody went into a sort of, what do we do? Well, anybody in theater always has to have a plan of some sort. Uh, not, of course, you, nobody has a plan for a pandemic. Yes, absolutely. Obviously. So... <laughs> I guess what my point is, um, what direction did you think you were going to go first? Or was it just completely just out of the realm of any sort of thought? Well, early on in March, of course, we just literally finished our first show in our 40th anniversary season. And we were energized and had all of these, all of these grand ideas. And the numbers had started to develop and and we knew something was coming coming down the pack so to speak so the week before they cut bingo and businesses closed we actually were going to shut down temporarily for a couple of weeks uh and let everything <clears throat> quote unquote blow over and then come back and hit it head on and the thing is two weeks became three weeks and it became four weeks and it was we realized oh we're gonna have to cancel our april show but it's okay we'll be we'll we'll be back in uh for a little shop in june and now you know we've come to the realization probably we won't be doing any place this year but at the same time we had a fundraiser uh we were about to kick off the auction barn is what it became uh and that's kind of really helped save the theater well, uh, for those that don't know, uh, tell us uh, the audience a little bit about what uh, the Auction Barn is. Well, the Auction Barn is a Facebook group, and two nights a week, and actually this this coming week we're going to do a special third auction. It's a live video auction. We show items and you can bid. And then also throughout the week we may have smaller auctions where we post a photo gallery on our page and you bid in the comments there. Uh, the items that we sell, sometimes they're returns, Sometimes their shelf pools, factory damage, discontinued. Uh, usually everybody gets a really great item at a fantastic discount. <laughs> yeah, who I, I tell you what, my whole life I've lived with uh, scratch dent type things. I don't usually get new. Uh, the last new thing I got was something used. So what's new uh, <laughs> in my life is always used, but it always works out. Um, and we've gotten a couple of items from Auction Barn, and I will say that anything we've gotten has been really good. I mean, well, thank you, Matt. We we really strive. 
uh, to, to go through and we make sure everything works and nothing is soiled. Uh, we want to make sure we provide a product that you want to take home. So we, we do spend quite a bit of our time going through that processing phase, making sure it's all there, it all works. Uh, so you can you can have that kind of release and that guarantee knowing, yes, you're going to pay maybe 20, 30, 40 percent of the regular retail of it, but it's going to be just as good of an item as if you had went and bought it straight off the shelf. I, I don't n know if it was just timing with it with uh, the coronavirus, but I, I never would have imagined something like that, you know, starting out with, as a fundraiser could have exploded the way it has. And to me, people are all, I mean, everybody's saying, okay, what about, what's this auction thing everyone's talking about? What, what, what is this? Send me an invite. Somebody, what's going on here? I, I see all these people talking about how good this stuff is and, and yeah, I, I just find it amazing that something like this has taken off the way it has. You know, that that's kind of the surprise. It was just going to be photo galleries periodically. We were going to do to kind of just an extra fundraiser. And then, of course, it hit. And, and I guess the timing was just right. People really are a lot. I consider people are thriftier right now than they were a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh fortunate circumstances there but that's kind of led to the boom of people trying to get the most for their dollar and a lot of these online auctions have really taken off when we first started it was just going to be a one-time live auction we thought we'll do it we'll see how it goes and if it does well maybe later on in the month we'll do one and the next thing we know the first auctions we held we would run them about 12 hours we would start at three or four o'clock in the morning I'll never forget uh, Easter Sunday this year. We started on Saturday at three or four o'clock. Midnight rolled around, and all of a sudden, everybody was wishing each other Happy Easter. Uh, so it's it's been a, it kind of one of those really interesting experiences to be a part of. Well, we'll get back to that just uh, just a moment. Let's back up a little bit here. Uh, of course, you know people hearing you speak. Uh, you've been on the radio every time, you know, well, most of the time when, whenever we're advertising for barn lot shows and, uh, of course, uh, but I don't know if people know a whole lot about you. Since you've came into this new position, why don't you give us a little bit of background uh, on you? Where did you, where did your interest in theater uh, come from? Is this something that's just been natural or, or what's going on? I remember growing up in church plays, being the shepherd and singing silent nights and, and those kind of things. And I really never had an interest. Uh, the way my parents worked, if I wanted to be in a play, I don't, I don't know how they could have made that happen with, with their work shifts growing up. And I had a friend who was really into theater. And when I kind of got into my teenage years, I saw him in a couple of plays. And I thought, man, this, this is really, really cool. I wonder... Maybe someday if I could be in a show. So I ended up in drama class in high school, made some great friends, and that's when the acting bug hit me. And, and I knew, man, I've got a love for this. And this, this is in Russell Springs at the Star Theater. And uh, I did plays with the Children's Theater through high school and got into college. And I had some friends that were on their board of directors and kind of gotten pulled into the board board area and of course uh throughout time they ended up showing me how to set lights and run sound and all the technical goodies 
but I actually have a degree in education. I, I was going to be a biology teacher. Oh, wow. Uh, unfortunately, the timing when I graduated, this market of teachers were just so saturated. Um, <laughs> I ended up doing all kinds of various jobs. I worked in the grocery stores, uh, a couple of different ones. And then one day, out of the blue, a friend of mine from the star who was also involved in Barnlot show said, Hey, I'm in this, sh- uh, this play. It was, uh, Jesus Christ. No, it was little shock of horror. Sorry. And, and then I, and then I saw G- Jesus Christ superstar and I came into the little theater and thought, wow, th- this is really neat in here. And then a couple of years later, there was an opening in the tech department. And I, that same friend encouraged me to submit an application. And I thought, Psst. I'm a teacher. I've got a background in working in a grocery store. Yeah, they're going to hire me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and uh, I thought, yeah, they're going to look at that application and straighten the trash. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a call. Hey, come in. Uh, we want to interview you. And I beat out, uh, I think, three or four people for, oh, wow. for the job of technical assistance. So started out in the tech department. No kidding. Yeah, it's, you're talking about your background in education. Uh, I'm thinking about, well, I work at a bank. I also do podcasting, and I, I've done some acting. Uh, assistant directed one show, but I have a degree in history <laughs> and a minor in psychology. I actually have a bachelor's degree in that. I was actually going to be a history teacher. <laughs> yeah. And we're using those college degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're coming in handy, aren't they? <laughs> that extra well, quarter an hour. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But, I, you know, I think you'll agree, you know, you're a psychology, uh, you were a psychology person. Uh, there were a lot of skills we picked up with those degrees that are transferable. Absolutely. Uh, like, for example, when, you know, when you direct a show, uh, you take a lot of those education elements. And sure. It's, you know, you, you impart that to the cast and the crew and everybody that's working on that so they can... It's almost like you're taking your vision and you're teaching it to them just so you can get the best out of them, just like a teacher would a student. Sure. It, it's funny. I ran into one of my college uh, professors a few years back, and I had a class called Classroom Management with her, and that's the one where you learn how to control the kids and deal with the problems <laughs> and all, all that fun stuff. And she said, I bet directing a play is a lot like that classroom management class. And I said, uh Sometimes it's a little too uh, eerily similar. <laughs> yeah, it's like in psychology. Um, psychology classes really taught me, uh, through those experiences, tact and how to react to people in a certain way that doesn't require an immediate reaction or response. You have to learn how to process it yourself and not just immediately swing back, for lack of a better term, uh, your thoughts and your emotions right back at the person because you have to take into account so many different things and so many elements that work into that. So it's, exactly. it's interesting. <laughs> so, so that's brought you all the way back up here to barn law. So I, I just wanted uh, to give everybody an opportunity to get to know you a little bit so that they can understand the voice behind this because yes, they, they may see you at the shows. They may see you at the, you know, different announcements and the season reveals, which are always fun. Uh, <laughs> bye cat. Cat says bye audience. <laughs> <See> ya, <cat. laughs> She's getting to have a good night out. 
and uh, but they they hear you on the radio when you're when we're prepping for shows, but they never really did get a chance to get to know you. They're just kind of like a voice and a picture. And now, auction barn, um, a auto. <laughs> and what I mean by that. You've done some interesting things uh, with the auction barn. I've seen some uh, <laughs> oh, no. things to keep yeah. it interesting. And uh... yes, uh, yeah. Here's my philosophy on this. I hope people make purchases, but kind of in line with doing shows, if they watch and they don't buy a single item, I want them at the end of the night or whenever they stop watching to have a smile on their face. There's too many problems out there in the world to deal with. If I can give them a little entertainment, make them laugh a little, feel a little bit better about themselves in that five-hour span that we're doing the auction, I've succeeded. If I can make some money for the theater and, and help us financially on top of that, that's great. But I think there, there's a bigger picture in there, too. There is, and it, and it all works well, uh, works intertwined with each other, Uh and also is sort of like a domino effect. It's like, okay, well, if they're entertained, if they don't buy anything, it is, you're right, it is like a show. You can have an audience member come in. They may not buy a concession. They may not buy anything from the gift shop, anything like that. But if they enjoy the experience enough, they could tell somebody to, hey, come check this out. They'll bring a friend next time, and maybe their friend will be the one to purchase the item, much like the auction barn. Hey, come check this out. I didn't buy anything. It was entertaining. Check it out anyway, and they may find uh, may find something that they want to purchase. So, yes, all works well together. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess that brings us to okay. So we're we're talking about the auction barn. What are some of the most interesting items that you've gotten uh, through their most surprising? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, we, we've had so many great items, uh, brand new sinks and vanities. And uh, wow. we've had some we, we got a we had a brand new PS4, uh, the Nintendo switches. But then at the same time, you know, there's those kind of the gross things like the earwax cleaners that are used <laughs> or uh yes or uh poor poor emily coffee for it seemed like every time she would help us go through palace she would find adult toys <laughs> stuck in so uh just <laughs> obviously the, those we didn't sell but <laughs> uh that i guess uh you never know what you're going to to find in there yeah those belong in the auction barn after dark series <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you, have you have you just really enjoyed getting to work with that even though you're not been able to do shows and get you know get knee deep back into everything that obviously you're passionate about because of everything you've done with Marnlot Theater? I think so. I think uh, I think that little bit of theatricality in the auction barn is sort of helped us with that that need and that desire to to do it. I may not be in a play right now or involved with the with the same people and having that interaction, but it's a very similar experience with the auction barn. We're, we're talking to people, greeting them while we're waiting to start. 
and, and then there is that little bit of a performance aspect uh, to getting on there. You're putting on that good show. So there, it's different, but at the same time, it's really not that different. I guess what makes it stand out is there's um, not, uh, of course, uh, on social media, Facebook and, uh, and the like, there's always some sort of, you know, we have items to sell. Would you like to purchase it from me? A yard sale type of thing. But I don't know that there's too many virtual auction places like uh, the auction barn. Um, and if there is, I don't think that they've been given the flair. It's They try to make it more of a standard, you know, guy standing up in the middle and just trying to sh- shout out yep. the prices as quickly as possible. But it's almost impossible to do when you've got when you're going over something like Facebook and people are just trying to get their bids in, you know. Sure, and pull out a lot of the stops. Uh, some people jokingly say we're the QVC of Edmonton. We <laughs> they get some really great equipment when we moved into our uh, our second building, and we've got a nice backdrop, state of the art camera, so the quality is great. Uh, I, I have a wireless lapel mic on me so you can hear me as I move around. Uh, and that's really grown from when we first started. It was literally an iPad that would keep falling over. I had it, it stacked up against uh, something so it wouldn't move. And if you hit the table wrong, it would fall over. And the autofocus was just a nightmare to try to show an item. And now we, we, uh, we have a camera. We can zoom in, and you, you can see the thread work on a blanket that we're selling so that's interesting because i had the opposite uh problem when i when i started doing the podcasting i used to use a laptop but i mean it's all audio so the quality of the audio was always really bad so i went in the opposite direction and i've actually gone down to what i'm using now for skype interviews to get the best sound quality i'm using an ipad that's interesting yes the, the iPad was, was a, a good start. We had tried a couple of times on a laptop, but, I mean, it, from a person-to-person video conferencing, a laptop would be great, but to put something out there on a professional or semi-professional level, it was just so limited. So, for those that don't know, uh, that are listening to you for the first time, what shows were on the agenda for the 40th anniversary? I already know, but because <laughs> I was there for the reveal. And keep in mind to the listeners out there, th- these will probably be shows that will be popping up here in the next year. Whenever we can safely reopen, we'll, we'll have to reschedule everything out. But um, of course we made it through the first show of the year, which uh, was the Emily coffee Dixie swim club. But in April, we had on the slate to do Faith County 2, which was the Country Bumpkins and their uh, ill-conceived version of Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Uh, That was the first show that got postponed. And then uh, our big summer musical was Little Shock of Horrors. And then this month would have opened Arsenic and Old Lace, which I was directing. Then on October, we... Yeah, shoot. And then in October, we had Jesus Christ Superstar on the agenda. And to wrap out the year, we had um, a Tuna Christmas. And then, of course, we also had two of our new children's theater shows scheduled for this year. We were doing, and we were we were just about a week and a half away from opening, uh, 
Faith County and uh, the same weekend we were going to do the true story of Little Red Riding Hood. And then this fall, we were planning on doing uh, another kid's show called Monsters in the Closet. And of course, right now, everything's still up in the air as to when we'll be able to reschedule these shows for. Realistically, if uh, which I hope this doesn't happen. Realistically, if this uh, happens to where we cannot get things reopened, say by the end of the year, but then there's talk of possibly a vaccine coming out if people start doing that and then things can start opening up again. Are you just going to see about transitioning the... I, I know you posted a video today and I did watch it, so I'm trying not to say too much uh, so that you can... <laughs> uh, we, we, we will honor all tickets uh, and gift certificates and comps. and We understand this was beyond our control and we're not out to punish anyone for this act of nature so what'll happen i'm guaranteeing those tickets uh it's just going to be a matter of when we can get that rescheduled when we say and realize oh we're going to be able to start shows here and you never know it could be this fall i'm not anticipating it but we'll we'll reach out personally and call all the, the ticket holders the people with reservations the season ticket holders uh if you have a comp, you can call in, and we'll we'll get the arrangements made for you to see shows again. Now, will the same shows be transitioning to the next season? That's because I know I, the way theater works is you have you purchase sure. rights to put on these shows, but since things are getting moved, <laughs> it's difficult. I'm, to... I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping uh, we'll be able to do every had schedule. Uh, I know that's a long time for these shows to uh, hold on to their cast. We may have to have auditions again and fill roles, but I hope we we can do them because these were all shows that we really wanted to do. Yeah, and I was really excited to see, if not participate in them in some form or fashion. Sure. And we're, we're playing around with the idea of maybe some outdoor performances. This, this is completely unofficial. We've talked about it a few times. You know, we have the park and we have the, the, the square, and that would eliminate some of the social distancing issues. But, of course, it opens up a whole other world of things to work through. Yeah, official things, working with the city sure. and the council. And, just... and then, of course, there's always the big concern if one of our actors at a rehearsal catches the virus or passes it along, or you never know what's going to happen with restrictions. The worst thing for another actor and the morale of our theater and our actors would be to get ready to open another show and everything goes on lockdown again and, and we can't. Yeah, I mean, it really does bring new meaning to the phrase uh, theater ick. Yes. Because <laughs> it hits almost every show somehow. Somebody will get ill. Sure. Even if it's two two people. I know, I know uh, a friend of mine in a neighboring county, she did an outdoor performance with her theater, and somebody uh, tested positive right before it opened, oh. and it almost shut the show down. The wow. actors became reluctant, a little weary, you know, afraid, and uh, the show went on, but 
man, the stress she went through there. Oh, I can it only imagine. Rough. Now, I did see that Barnlot, uh, well, due to my work schedule, I wasn't able to participate, but I did see Barnlot, Barnlot was putting on these uh, workshops virtually. Our, uh, our Skill Saturday programs. Actually, we've got one coming up uh, this Saturday. When we had to postpone our children's theater shows, um, we had a great sponsor, Kingsford Charcoal, and we really wanted to honor their commitment to, uh, to learning through theater. So we had been wanting to do some Saturday event for some time. It's just been the logistics of figuring out a brand new program. So we thought through the wonderful world of technology we live in, we would start a, a semi-weekly, every other Saturday workshop, short, sweet, and simple, about 30 minutes, Saturday mornings, and, and really focus on a skill or a theme. We've done improv. We've done uh, performances. Uh, we've got tech lined up. We've done dance. Actually, this weekend is a special look into costuming. Oh, wow. And that uh, that means this Saturday will be the uh, the eighth, that eighth, yeah. August eighth. Yes, ten thirty in the morning. Uh, you do need to pre-register because I'll have to send a link out, and then we just need to know who's participating and ages. Uh, we use that for the funding purposes. We have to report that information. So uh, if anybody's interested, they they can shoot us an email, and we'll get them all registered. Uh, if you go to the event page right now for Barnlot, we have an event page uh, set up for Skill Saturday costuming, and Vivian released a special 20-minute uh, video that goes over some basics, and then we'll pick up from there uh, in her home studio and do a Q&A Saturday. That's really cool. Uh... I know you. I know you've probably got to go here, but I've got a another question or two before you sure. do. Um, what are you? What are you looking forward to most once things open back up? Oh gosh, there's so many things. <laughs> um, really get to, to do the plays again. Uh, I mean, it's just such a a big part of my life and and seeing the people and the world needs that kind of laughter and go to a show and forget about your troubles for a couple of hours. It's great medicine. It's, it's good for people. And there's not a lot, of, a lot of that out there right now. So I think we, we need to get back on that track uh, because it's just such a sour place out there without it. It is. It is. And there's nothing like theater. And, it's it's amazing uh, because I felt like theater theater a f few years ago was sort of on a downturn, and then the past two three years it started um, a major upswing. People were really getting reinterested in the arts, especially in theater, just because there's nothing like a live show. Exactly, and and with the downturn, unfortunately, it'll take it'll take a while to recover. We we saw it with the recession several years ago so it, it, it's going to take a, a lot of effort and a lot of patience and a lot of time to, to rebuild to where we were before and you know the you mentioned maybe possibly of course like you said nothing official but an idea would be to hold these things you know these performances outside 
I, it's almost ironic that in order to move forward, you're going back. <laughs> yeah. A little fun fact for the listeners. Uh, Bar and Lot, 40 years ago, started as an outdoor theater in the summer. Actually, the stage is still out there. That's one of the possibilities. We may bring it back to our roots to, uh, to move forward. But until that point, we're going to keep pushing forward. Everybody, please check out the auction barn. It is, it is, even if you don't buy anything, it is entertaining. And these pe- the, the people there are just, there's not been really any crazy people that I've n- noticed watching that getting angry, but it's been more of a excitement that the person won. Yes. Uh, and, and, and yeah, people get in bidding wars and you never know what happens. And <laughs> of course, sometimes we say, okay, if we get a hundred people tonight, they're going to give me a makeover and they take me back and I get a wig and lipstick on. <laughs> But that's the That is the You gotta love it. <laughs> well, Kyle, um, I'm gonna let you go, but uh, of course, if you would uh, like to give the listeners information regarding uh, where they can find all this wonderful stuff and, and also when the time comes that they'll be able to receive information for when things start opening again. Absolutely. The the best way right now is Facebook. So uh, you can go to our website, barnlottheater.org, I think, and join the mailing list uh, and give us your email, and we'll send information out there. But the, the big place that we'll be pushing that information is social media. So make sure you find Barnlott Theater on Instagram, find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook. But then the auction barn, just search for the auction barn, find the one in Edmonton. If you scroll down the page, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll run across one of our videos with me there. And uh, you do have to uh, join the page in order to participate. So uh, when you click uh, join or whatever the button says, we'll, uh, we'll accept you. And once, once that happens, you'll be open to participating and you can comment and you can bid during the auctions and and really join the community that we built with the auction barn and of course every uh everything kyle mentioned the the links uh, to the social media i will have that in the show notes as well as i will put that out on social media because this episode will fall tomorrow morning which means it is tuesday august the 4th Uh, you get this so when we're talking about this saturday we really mean this saturday august the 8th check out the check out everything going on with barn lot this weekend check out the auction barn kyle thank you so much for being with us on deadpan studio presents so we can highlight just the voices and the people and the personalities and in this case you and Barnlot Theater thank you Matt I really appreciate you taking time to speak with me alright and with that would you like to say goodbye goodbye <laughs> alright and this is how we go out. I surely hope that everybody enjoyed that uh, conversation interview with Mr. Kyle Hadley of Barnlot Theater, the auction barn. I just can't say enough about this guy. This guy's a good guy all around. He's smart. He's good on his feet. He's he's a great actor. Uh, theater is his life. So 
anything that our listeners can do, go check out everything they're doing at Barnlight Theater this weekend, August the 8th, so that maybe you can just check out their skills uh, program that they're doing so you can learn some really cool things. He mentioned that they had improv at one point. Costuming's this weekend. It's going to be cool, and that'll be with... Uh, I'm not sure who's doing that. I should have asked him, but it, you know, if it's the theater department, it's going to be either Mr. Chadwick or it's going to be Miss Vivian. And either in any case, it's going to be entertaining, especially if it's the both of them because they are both awesome. Um, so anyway, check out everything going on in Barnlot. I'm going to have the information in the show notes as well as social media. Like I said, you can get it on Twitter. Uh, you can get it on. Uh, oh gosh, we've got everything: Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, we got you. And it'll also be on Podbean as well. So anyway, I'm going to keep this short because I've already recorded this once. <laughs> um, anyway, again, I hope everybody enjoyed this. Thank you, Kyle, for being on here with me this evening um, with Deadpan Studio Presents, the only podcast that showcases the local awesome people of Southern Kentucky. And sometimes we venture outside of there just because we're cool like that. <laughs> and it's interesting. Anyway, without further ado, I say that because it's one of my favorite phrases to say. And Kat's going to listen to this and just shake her head. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, from all of us at Deadpan Studio Presents and Deadpan Studio Podcast, this evening I have been your host, the Matt. Check out Barn Lot Theater. Check out the Auction Barn on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye, guys.